You are listening to The Current Daily, a new podcast keeping us up to date with the latest news for UC San Diego's Information Technology Services Department. My name is Miguel Rodriguez. It is Friday, May 1st, or May Day, as I affectionately call it, and that means different things to different people. If you're a traditionalist, you recognize it as the ancient festival of spring and a current spring holiday in many European cultures. Dances, singing, and cake round out the festivities. If you've ever wondered what a maypole is, wonder no more. It's a tall wooden pole, as the name suggests, that one dances around with glee. So if you've got a burning desire to dance around the maypole, today's the day to do it. Where does this tradition come from? Like all the best traditions, we can trace it back to Germanic paganism of the Iron Age. I do hope everything I stated above is at least partially true. Full disclosure, I'm reading straight from Wikipedia by way of Mark Herzberger. Threw you under the bus there, Mark. Or perhaps on May Day, you chant, Workers of the World Unite! In more modern times, May 1st has been designated as International Workers' Day. Many countries worldwide celebrate it as their version of Labor Day. It's not a big deal here in the U.S., but if you've ever been traveling in Europe on May 1st and encountered rolling transport strikes across airlines, trains, and metro systems, then I feel your pain. Things got real during Blut Mai, Bloody May, on May 1st, 1929, when vicious clashes went down between communist party members and police on the streets of Berlin. As it happens, Blut Mai is a rather central plot point on Babylon Berlin, a not-half-bad series on Netflix. It's not all fun facts about May 1st on this podcast, though, because the employee pulse survey results are in. You may remember seeing a very short three-question survey that has been making the rounds regarding how everyone has been doing with full-time remote work. Well, the results are in, and with 45 respondents, we have a small glimpse into how these IT services staff members view their transition. Now, being that we are a data-driven folk, it is important to remember that these results are anecdotal and do not represent the entire IT services staff population. That said, they do give us some idea of how things are going, and here are the highlights of what we saw. Overall, the transition to full-time remote work has been, drum roll please, easy to somewhat easy with a large majority of respondents, 80% in fact. Conversely, 13% felt that it has been somewhat difficult with no one feeling it's been extremely difficult. This is certainly a good sign, and while there's lots of variables that could explain why this is, it's probably a combination of the infrastructure already set in place to enact remote work and the hard work of everyone to make sure we started off with a solid footing. Taking care of children, family illness, and all the other stresses that come with COVID-19 can certainly have a negative impact on one's transition. The biggest obstacle to working remotely was said to be, wait for it, a lack of socialization. As reported by 50% of respondents, let's face it, despite the stereotype of tech people being largely introverted, we are social creatures and we enjoy each other's company. 
And as a parent, I can firmly say my toddler loves to socialize quite loudly when I'm on Zoom, which is why 18% of respondents said having children at home during the workday also plays an obvious challenge in getting your work done. Workstation equipment lacking at home resonated with about 10% of respondents because, well, who doesn't want their extra-wide monitor back? And finally, taking care of sick loved ones certainly played a small but significant role. Of special note, a few respondents did mention a lack of work-life balance where work all too frequently spilled over into their evenings. There were some, though, that felt there was no obstacle to their remote work at all. So we see a lot of different perspectives here. And last but not least, the greatest benefit about working remotely was... Dramatic pause. Saving on commuting costs as answered by 33% of respondents who were presumably spending less time in traffic in their cars, saving on gas, and putting less wear and tear on their cars. I can relate to this one, as I do believe I saved about $275 in gas in the month of April alone. That alone is a big win, and as you can guess, that time is being put to good use with 20% of respondents seeing more time to spend with loved ones as their greatest benefit with remote work. An additional 20% stated that remote work being more conducive to their lives was their greatest benefit. Also, some folks mentioned two other compelling benefits that cannot be missed, which included not getting COVID-19, no argument for me on that one, as well as increased productivity as the result of fewer distractions and interruptions. So very true. And that is how some of us are feeling about working remotely. Don't worry, this won't be the last time we visit the topic. For more details on the survey results, just go to The Current. Again, a special thanks to all those who took the survey. More questions will come, and we hope you will participate. Remember, the more you share, the more we know, and the more we can make things better. Or, as G.I. Joe told me throughout my childhood, knowing is half the battle. Do you like what you're hearing on this podcast? Please... Let a fellow IT services staff member know so they don't miss out. Also, if you want to be notified as soon as the podcast is posted, watch the podcast page on The Current. If you don't know how to do that, instructions for watching a page are posted there. Most importantly, if you have something to share or an idea for me to include here, you can submit it to the email its-podcast at ucsd.edu. If you join me on Zoom, you could actually be on the podcast. Again, don't be shy. We want your voices here. This is a podcast not only for ITS, but by ITS to help keep us informed and connected. And don't forget, we are now available on SoundCloud, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Links to our profiles are still on the ITS Podcast collab page. It has never been easier, so subscribe today. And that is it for today. Remember to listen to the next episode of The Current Daily.